Hello there, welcome to the Fintech Prompt Podcast, a hub of extensive discussion on fintech-related topics, including but not limited to law and policy development, innovation, career transitions to fintech, and the abounding controversies. I am your host, Vivian Udora. This is episode two, and we are discussing disintermediation as the new state of mind. As a primer, before we carry on, um, this topic will cut across several industries. So I will make reference to some industries. I want you to be aware of that before we continue. Please enjoy. In the past decade, we have experienced an evolution in transactions, interactions, and further digitization of operations and activities. One of the main features of this evolution is disintermediation, even more so within the fintech field. So what is disintermediation? In the most rudimentary term, disintermediation is the removal of intermediaries or middlemen in an activity. Now, depending on what industry one is referring to, different keywords will be employed in describing the middleman or men as appropriate. For example, disintermediation in a fintech and really the broader finance industry is the removal of banks, credit unions, building societies, stock exchanges and other middlemen in any transaction or activity such as investing, lending and other related transactions. Within the commerce field, it could mean the removal of the wholesale middleman from interactions and transactions between the producers of products and retailers. In travel, it could mean the removal of travel agents from interactions and transactions between the, for example, hospitality providers and tourists. In advertising, it could mean the removal of advert agents from interactions between producers of products or services and consumers. In the labor market and employment in general, it could mean the removal of recruiting agents from interactions between employers and potential recruits. Now, I'm not saying that this is a definite removal. It could mean a removal because these intermediaries do play uh, different roles. But my point from giving all these example, examples is that disintermediation goes beyond the fintech industry. It can really be experienced in any industry. What sparks my interest in this idea of disintermediation was the great resignation. So if you don't know, the great resignation refers to the trend where employees at the beginning of uh, 2021, really, resigned from their jobs in large numbers. It's no surprise that the pandemic also played a role. It really forced people to sit with uncertainty and discomfort. And as a consequence or as a result, uh, it gave people courage to make certain uncomfortable decisions. On one hand, Employment experienced this great resignation and to an extent is still experiencing the great resignation. But on the other hand, entrepreneurship and career transitions increased. With entrepreneurship, for example, more people are desirous of dealing with clients directly rather than go through an employer. So in this case, an employer could then be considered as an intermediary for professionals in and creatives in salaried employment. I mean, we need to be mindful of the fact that this has its own um, advantages. Being in uh, a salaried employment or salaried, uh, yes, employment, 
it promotes stability, financial stability. It also promotes um, networking and organization for many. So an observation of these events indicates that there is a mind shift among several people in the working class. And this mind shift is one of uh, disintermediation. So people now want to connect directly with customers and clients rather than go through um, the employer. Beyond employment, in the fintech field, people want to loan directly from others rather than go through banks or other financial institutions. Consumers in e-commerce want to access the manufacturers directly rather than go through um, wholesale middlemen or men. Now, within the fintech space, are there benefits of disintermediation? Yes, primarily the reduction of cost in transactions, as well as increased speed in these transactions. It is on this basis that fintech companies have developed products across investing, borrowing, fundraising fields. Now, if we look at fundraising, for example, you realize that we now have crowdfunding platforms. When I mean we now have, they've been here for a while, really. But they provide a platform for people to, for entrepreneurs and project managers, connect directly with uh, consumers and potential investors. However, there's also the question as to whether this has eradicated intermediation. So whether disintermediation as a mindset has eradicated the concept of intermediation, which is what we are currently experiencing as the traditional way of uh, interaction. Of course not. No, I don't believe that the proliferation of disintermediation has eradicated intermediation. But it may have modified intermediation because whilst we may say that in something like e-commerce, for example, platforms have been created for retailers to connect directly with producers and manufacturers. But if we look beyond just being a platform, they are really middlemen. They may not be your typical wholesale middlemen, but they are middlemen because they are providing a service that connects producers directly with uh, retailers. I also believe that the idea of disintermediation has led to people investing more in um, shares and crypto. This is despite concerns of volatility in certain investment groups. So the typical crypto, people are investing more and investing in crypto because there's direct access. They don't have to go through stockbrokers. They don't feel the need to go through banks or other financial institutions. So I think when we really think about this intermediation, not just as a concept that exists in the fintech industry, but as a mindset, it will really open for very interesting conversations. Now, I must note here that, of course, I'm not a psychologist. I am a lawyer and a fintech researcher and writer. But from observation and from research, it just indicates that there is some correlation between how people may possibly invest now and this concept of disintermediation. So think about your own circumstance. If you've left your job, 
if you have become an entrepreneur, if you've transitioned to a different career, if you've found the need to invest more and invest in things like crypto or invest in shares that you didn't think before. If you found the need to use platforms that provide services rather than pay a stockbroker to do it, if you've thought of all these things and even taken action to do it, then you could really say that you're part of this um, new state of mind group that I refer to as um, the disintermediated group. In the sense that you do not feel the need to go through someone to do anything anymore. You're just going directly for it. And I like to think that the the disintermediation in the fintech industry has really sparked more. I may, (laughs) not to be biased or anything, but I do feel like the influence that it's had on the fintech industry has kind of created a domino effect in many other industries. As I mentioned earlier, uh, COVID was really a driving factor for many of these things but um yes it's it's all it's all interconnected a network of uh you know events did you enjoy this i hope you did i hope you did please let me know your thoughts do you agree or disagree that disintermediation is not just a concept that exists in industries or the fintech field but has actually become a state of mind for people um in the world let me know if whether you agree. Uh, let me know if you have a different argument altogether. But uh, yes, this is the end of this show. If you have not subscribed to our newsletter, please do so. The FinTech Prompt, I will leave a link as usual somewhere in the show notes. If you have not subscribed to this podcast, please go ahead uh, to receive notifications as well on the, on the upcoming episodes. Other than this, I will see you in the next episode.